From the Detroit Free Press, this week on Talking Lions, Carlos Menares and Dave Burkett break down the Detroit Lions loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Here's the show. Dave Burkett here at Ford Field after the in the aftermath of another Lions loss, I should say, 35-27 uh, to the Dallas Cowboys. Carlos Menares is going to come in and join me here from off camera after getting this thing rolling. And Carlos, as you walk around that corner, you know, um, it's... The same old, same old. I know the Lions definitely need to. It's been the same old, same old every single week, though, it seems like for these guys. Uh, Same story where uh, the offense does enough, the defense doesn't. Today uh, it was a case where they gave up 500 yards of offense to a good Cowboys team, a good Cowboys offense. Number one Uh, offense in the league. Yeah, Jeff Driscoll, though, played well enough in, in a backup role, I think, to win. But yet again, the Lions couldn't get it done defensively. They had too many penalties, too sloppy a play overall, I think. And a lot of this, in my eyes, falls back on Matt Patricia and the coaching staff because it's the same thing every week. This is 10 games into the season now, and we haven't, we haven't seen any fixes. We haven't seen anything change. They've now lost six of their last seven games. It's not looking good, but, I mean, I think you have to look a little bit. I know we're going to argue about this. This is going to start a fight, but it's not Matthew Stafford out there. They're with the, they came within eight points of tying this game, and with Stafford, you, you have to think they would have had a better chance. They probably would have won the game. I had this down oh, as a they, win. The offense played well. How, how can you say that? The offense played well. It wasn't it about Matthew well. Stafford it, not being there. No. The defense couldn't stop anyone. The defense is definitely a problem right now for sure, but I think the offense was it, w- it was just a little bit better or quite a bit better with Stafford. I mean, I, Driscoll Absolutely. played well, but I think Stafford gives you a much better chance to win this well, game. There's no, there's no disputing that. Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback. The offense can do more with him at the helm. I mean, they didn't take a lot of shots downfield with Driscoll, obviously. I told you at halftime Marvin or somewhere. Marvin did you hear that? No, when we, we talked about it, and I said, I'm going to have to give the wide receivers an incomplete grade because they just weren't throwing any passes downfield. Yeah. But the Lions did enough offensively to win. That's not what's holding this team back. It hasn't been what's hold, been holding this team back all year. It's defensively. It's the same issues. You know, Matt Patricia talked after the game today about penalties, some of that sloppy play. I think there were 11 or 12 enforced penalties, 89 yards. You know, some of them had some pretty key times. We saw one crazy scenario where the uh, the Cowboys are kicking off from the Lions' 35-yard line, and it just, I don't know, I, I, I sense um, with all the Cowboys fans that were in the stadium today, they were impossible to miss. With the, as vocal as they were, uh, with as many of them as there were, I just sense apathy have set in among the Lions fans. I mean, Lions fans have, have yeah. given up hope on this team, and, and I, I can't blame them. Yeah, that, that does feel, I mean, one thing, the, the Cowboys fans always travel well. It's a national team, you know, it's as national of a team as you get in the NFL. So sure. you're going to have that presence here no matter what. But yes, this was more than some of the Lions fans, I'm sure, sold their tickets or gave them away to the Cowboys fans. So it was very vocal, one of the more vocal uh, opposing teams to come in here in a Absolutely. while. So yeah, giving them credit. Um, but, you know, I mean, d- defensively, yes, the, the Lions coaches are responsible for some of the, the you know, they had 10 men on the field, had to call a timeout. Uh, who was it? Deshaun Hand or Deshaun, Ashawn Robinson, you know, with a personal foul. Of, yeah. Will Harris with a helmet seen hit. seen too many times from Ashawn Robinson. Yeah, a little bit too undisciplined. You know, they need to clean that stuff up. But the Cowboys weren't perfect either. They had too many men on the field. They, you know, they just, they, they got called on that, uh, on the fake punt. You know, they jumped off sides, neutral zone faction. This is not a great Cowboys team. I mean, I think this was, this was a game, like I said. All the more the reason it's I tough know. to lose this game. Well, it's tough to lose this game, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's no nobody's perfect, you know. I mean, I think the Lions have their issues for sure. The defense is a, is the big million dollar question, ninety million dollar question. What's going on? Trey Flowers actually played pretty well. He's in, he's in concussion protocol, you know, after the game. But um, you know, 
they do enough to get close. And I and I think that that's the shame of this team, right? Is that they get you, they get you, you get your hopes up. They get, they make the fans think, well, maybe there's something there. But we've seen it. That's been the start of the season. One, one touchdown too late. You know, a, a day late and a dollar short. That's been the story of this team. They haven't been blown out. They haven't been handled. Well, one time they've been blown out. But, but it's been close. They need to re-examine it. They, I don't yeah. know how, how are you gonna. So well, I think look. he was asked. I think Patricia was asked after the game, how are you gonna fix the defense? You know, like, can you fix the defense in a week? Can you fix it? You know, we keep hearing this. And he's like, no, we just go back to the tape and work. It's this. People don't want to hear that anymore. I think they're getting tired of it. But that's the reality. What are you going to do? You have who you have. And there's no white knight coming to save you. So this is what you're going to get. Close games, losing to teams that are just a little bit better than you. Yeah, but that's not a good thing. I mean, that's the bottom line of this. All. You've, no. gone, you've gone soft on me over the years, Carlos, here. Because I'm, I think. I'm reasonable. <laughs> I don't I'm know not if angry. would ever say that about Carlos Menares. But you're, you've got a fevered mind right now, Dave. You're not I do, thinking, right? You can still you hear my raspy voice that I. Uh, that I, from Let me, if traveling I slap last you, week, well, you know it's, you're I awake won't know what's going on. No, could be a fever dream. You know? Listen, I mean, <laughs> uh, no one is advocating anyone lose their job right now, but I, I think at the end of the season, all of this has to be taken into account, right? When, when Martha Ford sits down and examines where the Lions are two years into Matt Patricia's tenure, uh, coming off a 6-10 and 10 season, a season this year that I don't know that it's offering much hope for 2020 and beyond, and the fans certainly aren't buying any hope for, for 2020 and beyond based on what we've seen out here today with the the uh, the you know large Jeff Driscoll and yeah, Paul well, Scarborough. No, no, I'm saying with the, the the large number of Cowboys fans here. I mean, Lions fans seem to have have bailed on the team, and this is here we are mid November, and this is the same story that we seem to go through like every year, right? This is what we yeah. what happened last year, and and I I think fans are getting sick of it, and I yeah. I don't know what the I don't know what the answer is. I mean, because like you said, there's nothing that's going to change here these final six games of the season. The Lions aren't going to the playoffs. But I just don't know how you restore hope again in this fan base. Well, you know, three, six, and one, right? Three, six, and one. There are, I think I counted up, I think there were seven teams, if I remember right, that have worse records than the Lions right now. They play three of them still. Washington, Denver, and Tampa. Those are three of the seven or eight teams that have worse records than the Lions. Well, you talked about hope, and so that's the bright side. It's a chance to move up in the draft standings, right? They entered, I think, 10th in, in Tankathon, if I'm not you know, incorrect. So this is an opportunity, Dave. You have to look at this as an opportunity to move up, to lose to those teams and move up in the draft standings. And then you draft, uh, I don't know, another Who does the drafting? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the question then. If you lose those games, yeah. though, what, that's less reason for hope to, you know, in the current regime. If you win those games, then all of a sudden you're picking 15, 16, well, what's your scenario? What's your scenario as far as, like, what would calm down? What would, what would encourage the fan base? What would calm down ownership and, and restore or give the ownership faith? I don't, I don't know. Win out, nine, win out and win nine games, no. uh, beat some quality teams, win on Thanksgiving? That's important. Look, I, yeah, I think you can't embarrass the Ford family, right? right? And this, was this regime has had a couple strikes that have embarrassed the the. Ford family already. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, everything that was talked about last spring, the South Padre incident, that was an embarrassment to the Ford family. Yeah. Last season was an embarrassment to the Ford family. Today, with 
the Cowboys fans being as vocal as they were. I can't imagine that Martha Ford enjoyed sitting in her box in Ford Field listening to Cowboys fans chant, let's go Cowboys, and Coop every time Amari Cooper caught a ball, and defense when the Cowboys needed a big stop. I mean, that's not something that they want to hear. So what restores that faith? Winning against Washington next week is not going to do that. You know, winning on Thanksgiving is not going to do that, but it is a start. I mean, those are things that you can't afford, those losses, right? You need to win at home. You need to beat a terrible Washington team on the road. So, yeah, you need to string some wins together so that when this whole thing comes to an end, sometime after Christmas, you can look back and you can say, you know what, 7-8-1 and one feels a lot better than... Five, ten, and one. Yeah, and I think there is something to that recency bias too, like how you end the season. If you win two out of three, Completely. or you win the, Agreed. this is why you have Stafford catching two point conversions and stuff. Everybody feels really good about a meaningless, meaningless loss. Uh, but yeah, win the game. You got to win the 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 big scary game is the Washington game next week because everybody's going to expect the Lions to win that game. So if you have to. You better watch out. You better watch out. And this game, you know, although it doesn't feel good, it doesn't feel good for the Cowboys fans to be rubbing your face in it. The Lions were never out of it, and they made a nice job of making a comeback. You know, on the on that you know four minute drive, and they did a decent job. So okay, let me stop you. Let me stop you. You're right. The Lions were never out of it. Give them credit for keeping it close. But we've said that six times this year. Like. Sure. Aren't we sick of saying that at some point? Well, but don't that's we get a, sick of saying that? We are, but the ownership looks at it differently. They don't, I don't think so. Yes, they do. They don't look at it as... I, the ownership wants to do everything to keep things intact. They, they, they don't want to have to make big changes because big changes create a lot of problems. You're paying salaries for people you don't have. You look wishy-washy. The Fords have no. traditionally stuck with, team, with coaches and, and players a little bit too long, probably. They don't, they, I don't think they're... They don't like to push the envelope too much. Some owners do, maybe. I mean, maybe the Jerry Joneses push things a little bit too much, but the Fords don't. Most conservative owners don't. Um, I think they're looking for that. And as you know, you talked to, you asked Matt Patricia after the game, you know, you talked to Martha Ford. What did she say? Didn't really give us an answer. Just, yeah, I talked to her all the time, mostly about guys who are healthy and blah, 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 injury yep. status, all that, how they're doing. But, um, I, you know, I'm sure he spins it. I'm sure they spin it of like, hey, listen, the offense is doing okay. well. When St- before Stafford got hurt, look at how great we were doing. Daryl Bevel's been oh, no, no, a they, magician. All these different things. You always emphasize the positive. Three, four, and one. If I'm Martha, I say great. Three, four, and one. That is not great. No, 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 I no mean, the offense. The offense. Yeah, but you're still three, four, and one at the end of the day, right. and now three, six, and one. Like, no matter how you spin it, no matter what you you say out there, close games, and we're getting close. Well, guess what? You're still not there, and. I just I don't know. I mean, don't forget. It's, it's, don't forget. This is this is Martha Ford and Sheila Ford and Steve Ham. Their first general manager and coaching regime that they've picked. I mean, Caldwell kind of. No, no. That Ernie Corsi picked. Let's well, be honest. Ernie Corsi, whatever. But uh, they okayed it. They signed the checks, right? This is the first time that they. This is their regime, Martha Ford's regime. That she's whole, the whole thing. She's in charge of it. To go back on that, it's to say I made a mistake. I listened to Ernie Corsi. I shouldn't have, or whatever you want, however you want to think of it. They don't want to have. Hey, to and you know what? Decision. Smart business people do. When you realize you made a mistake, you get rid of that mistake. Whether it's a financial investment, whether it's whatever it is, when you realize it's a mistake, right. and when you realize it's not working for you, you cut ties with it right away. You don't extend that mistake at all. So, I don't know. I'm again. I'm not saying that. You said smart business people, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, look. <laughs> They're billionaires, right? So whatever you say about their Henry Ford, business the, acumen, the first was a really smart business person a hundred years ago. Yes, I agree. Okay, with you. but regardless, I just watched. I just watched Ford versus Ferrari. Great movie. And one of the things they say about Henry Ford the second, the deuce is like, "You're not your grandfather." That's what Enzo Ferrari says. He's like, "Ooh, knife in the back." He got really angry, but it was true. Well, regardless of that, Ford. I think in the NFL world, look, it doesn't. I mean, you don't have to be. 
uh, you have to make e money. You look, everybody you make makes money, money in the you NFL. Make, exactly. Everybody makes money, and you make money by not seeming wishy-washy, out of control, doing weird things, you know, upsetting the apple cart too much. I agree with you, though. This is something that has to sort of be remedied or addressed, and maybe it's a few wins here and there. Um, the defense, I mean, I would say the big shock to us, to most people, has been the defense. What happened to the defense? You know, yep. it was really good last year. Everybody just assumed, like, yeah, it's going to be pretty good again this year, maybe even better. You spent $90 million on Trey Flowers, you know, all this stuff, right? Um, that's been the shock. and But instead, it's been the offense. At least the offense has been pretty good. And with Jeff Criscoll, no, I agree. Good with the whole week of preparation. Looked pretty good. The Mobile. offense has been good this year. And look, I mean, ultimately, I think the final six weeks will will tell a lot, large portion of the story. And we saw the ESPN report yeah. today that said Matthew Stafford's injury is is you know worse than the Lions had let on that he could miss six weeks. That means maybe he'll be back for the final two games of the season if that timetable holds. So I don't know if that gives him much of a chance to beat Tampa here. I mean, Tampa's another team that can put up a lot of points. Yeah, Saddam and Sue, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, Man, they I don't have a great there. defense. We'll try to avoid Sue out there trying to stomp you. <laughs> look, I, I, I mean, again, I, I just think as I look at, at the schedule ahead, right, the Bears are not a good team. Washington is a terrible team next week. The Bears are not a very good team coming here. Uh, Tampa, not a good team. You go to Denver, that's another team that's, that's pretty bad. Uh, Minnesota, obviously a good team. Green Bay, last game of the season. We'll see what the Packers are playing for then. I mean, who knows who's playing? So there are certainly winnable games on this schedule ahead, no matter who the quarterback is, because we saw today that Jeff Driscoll, you know, this offense can survive with Jeff Driscoll at quarterback, but they're not going to win many, if any, games with the defense playing like it is. And as you said, I don't know if there's a fix for it right now. I, I don't know how they get better. I mean, against the Bears, when that offense can't move the ball and, you know, they still have three bad series, and, and against Washington next week, a team that's really struggled to get in the end zone, you know, maybe the Lions have some, some hope. But against some of these teams that can put up points, I just I don't know if the Lions' defense can stop them. You know, I, I have a little bit – I don't want to say that this the, the defense is on the brink or something, you know, that they're not – oh, they're going to break through. But they – I don't – the 500 – Yards does not look good, for sure. But there were a few plays there. I mean, like Dak Prescott almost threw two picks to Darius Slay. I don't know what he was thinking. He was These were not picks or throws he had to throw. Um, one was a really deep shot, and I think it, I think it was Austin, um, Tavon Austin, who, who knocked it down, yep. um, saved a pick. Um, yep. There was another one that could have been a pick six. To Cooper on the side. To Cooper on the yep. side, that should have been a pick six. It was kind of a little too high and through Slay's hands. But those were stupid things. Those two plays... Uh, Jamal Agnew was one was two cuts away from two touchdowns, I thought, in two of his returns. Unfortunately, you know, he got hurt. Um, but, yeah, there are little things. And, you know, game of inches, all this stuff, but but they're not so far away. And the Dallas team is not a great team, but they're, what are they now, six and four. You know, they're a decent team. So there's little signs there, little signs that they should be able to beat Tampa. They should Carlos beat the Bears Silver here. lining Menares. That's what I'm going to call you. I look mind. beyond the stats, Dave. I just don't read the stats. Yeah. I look at the game. I, I talk to the players. Yeah. I get a sense of the so locker room. It was a now loss. Let me ask you this. It was a loss. We, we were both in there talking to Slay. What did you think of the locker room? Of Because of, last week I he didn't said. I think there were many people in the locker room when I was <laughs> in there. You and me. Yeah. Well, but but last week he sounded a little bit of a, of a scare, saying an alarm, saying if we don't start winning, things are going to get ugly or can get ugly. And today, you asked them, you pressed them on that quite a bit. What do you think? What is his demeanor different? Is the locker room's demeanor different? There were quite well, a few well, people I, in the locker room, by the way. I'm not. I'm going to disagree with you with that. We talked to Glasgow. We talked to the running backs. Okay, I wasn't in there for all that. Yeah, but um, 
No, I mean, he just, you know, like he said, he, he, you know, they had to win out to make the playoffs, and that's what he was talking about, and they didn't win out, so they're not making the playoffs. I mean, what else is he going to say? You know, today he said, all right, so, you know, I, and I, I don't know how to fix things, and I'm, I'm doing my part, and, you know, I'd feel awful if it was on me, and, you know, he played a pretty good game today. He did. He, he had a nice game, but... Look, but he's not down. He's not talk. He's not not talking. He was in a good mood. I joked with him afterwards. Darius Slay is our media good guy this year. He talks all the time. Well, and he hasn't talked last year. Last year he didn't talk. All yeah, the last time. year because last year he was scared of Matt Patricia and the whole regime and the right. change and everything that was going over. And now Darius realizes he has power as a player because he's a Pro Bowl cornerback. And what are the Lions going to do? Trade him to some place that's better for him? I mean, when you're a player and you're a player at that level, you have nothing to fear. You can speak out all you want because you're still going to be employed in the NFL. I mean, uh, obviously when you go too far, like an Antonio Brown, there's levels. But other than that, Darius Slay has nothing to worry about. He's an excellent player. He'll play somewhere next year. Some team is going to pay him, give him an extension. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to be the Lions I, right now. I, I would think it's probably not. Um, but, yeah, he has nothing to worry about. I think he's come to that realization that, you know what, there's no reason for me to be scared. And this is a business. And if you're not going to, you know, treat me, pay me like I want to be paid and treat me like that, then I'm just going to go ahead and be myself. And so that's what we've seen from Darius Slate this year. Yeah, and I, I just I just felt he didn't he wasn't down. You know, I didn't feel this, the sense of downness in the locker room. Of where, Darius where, is never down, though. You know that. I know. Well, he's been angry before. I mean, the he's whole thing when enough. you when you when you asked him the whole thing about you know what do you think would you care about being traded? And he, he gave a little bit of uh, off color answer. Was, you know, he was angry. He was he does not like the business side of things. Right. There's no doubt about that. But but he was saying upstairs a, and all this stuff. And I don't feel like he's checked out. Like last year, we had a very very different vibe on this team. You know, in the oh, locker room. And I don't think I don't get that sense. Nope, I'm, I agree. You know, I think, like I said, there are a few plays. There's just but, a few plays away from So here. that's all the more concerning to me because last year when they went 6-10 and 10 and you looked at the locker room and you said, man, this thing is a mess. Like they need to get rid of a bunch of guys in here and, you know, you know they do that and maybe things turn around. Well, they right. did that and things haven't turned around. And so that's True. why I'm, I'm, you know, scratching my head at how this thing gets fixed. They need wins here in the final six games. That's the bottom line. Yes. I know fans out there are going to say, no, no, don't win. We want the draft positioning. No. You don't, you know, you need some wins to get this thing going in the right direction, to have that positive vibe um, about this organization, about this team, about Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, right. um, you know, to give them something to push forward to. Is it worth putting Stafford out there again to get those wins? We to win a couple, right. Day. We don't want to revisit the whole thing, but if it's a difference of finishing, you know, six, what, six, nine, and one versus. Five, ten, and one, and you can say we were a little bit better this year, you know, by half a win. Is it worth it? Um, look, I, I think it's something that the Lions are going to have to decide. I mean, I don't know how much again Matt Patricia's job status plays into that. I mean, it, obviously, it's a medical decision. When you're cleared, you're cleared. I, I've said before, you come back and play. Um, you know, perhaps it's something the organization makes a you know an organizational call on it. Um, I think if there's a chance that Stafford comes back and plays most of December, I think you do that. Yep. You know, if he's going to come back for week 17, I mean, if that's the situation that we're talking about, that's kind of pointless to me. But, yeah, if you can come back in December and you still have, you know, four weeks and you can feel good and Matt wants to play, obviously, and, and you know, there's a lot at stake, not just for him, but for everybody else on the team. And, yep. and you know, you want to put your, your best players out there for everyone in the locker room, right? You, you owe it to the guys that have been working since March to do that then, yeah, you put him out on the field. But we'll see. Again, that report out there that, uh, you know, the, the injury is a little more serious than the Lions have let on. And 
if he does miss six weeks, that means he's not going to be back until Christmas time, that Denver Broncos game week 16. That would leave him two games to play, and the Lions will have a decision to make. Yeah, well, I think I think you're right. I think it's it's a lot of a lot of things go into it, and unfortunately, political decisions, you know, for jobs, for management, and so forth, you know, and which is unfortunate. I hope that they put Stafford's health first and foremost. And you know, unfortunately, people like us mention the records all the time. What Bob Quinn's record is, what Patricia's record is. The nine and six wasn't good enough, or nine and whatever it was, seven wasn't good enough. You know, all this stuff kind of throw it in their face a lot. You know, which. You are what your record says you are, but I think in this case, Stafford is a little bit of a unique situation. Well, so I hope they're cautious about it. I hope the Fords, I hope the Fords make a decision before the end of the year. Like, hey man, it doesn't matter. The last two games, if Stafford comes back, you're not going to make the playoffs. It's not going to look good either way. Just don't hurt yeah. him anymore. Let's let's be judicious and bring him back next year, and he'll be healthier. Well, we'll see. Uh, they have some time before they make that decision. You mentioned records. You kind of are what you are. Matt Patricia, 9-16-1 as a head coach right now. Needs some wins here down the stretch. The Lions need some wins here down the stretch so uh, they can start to feel good about themselves and, and where they're at. Uh, but again, another loss today, 35-27 to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Lions play Washington next week. Must-win game just for the the good juju, I guess, because uh, you don't want to lose to a Washington team. That's that's one and nine. That's one and nine. Yeah, juju. You're right. Uh, but that'll do us from, for us from out here at Ford Field. For Carlos Menares, I'm Dave Burkett. Freep.com.